the email I had was the email I used when I was trying to be a rapper. When I was rapping, when I was making beats, I had an email called Let's Go Shopping. Welcome to Debt Free and IT. I'm your host, Mike. This podcast is for anyone who's looking to get into the IT industry, whether it's for a career change or you're just interested, I think you come to the right place. Today is all about crafting your perfect resume. So a resume is similar to a sports highlight reel. You watch LeBron James, you watch Michael Jordan, you watch Kobe Bryant, you watch their highlight reel, you see the best moments of them playing the sport of basketball. In short, your resume is going to do a similar job for you. So it's going to give your a good overview of your education, your work experience, any kind of skills and qualifications you may have. Your resume is going to become your professional highlight reel. When putting together your resume, there are some key components that you need to include. One of the first things is you want to make sure you have your contact information. So without your contact information, how will an employer get back in contact with you? So that contact information is going to be your first name, your last name. Then second, you want to have a professional email for your contact information too. So make sure it's not the same email you had when you was 18. That's one of the mistakes I made for a long time. The email I had was the email I used when I was trying to be a rapper. When I was rapping, when I was making beats, I had an email called Let's Go Shopping. So as you see, when I started applying to jobs and they saw that email, Let's Go Shopping, it didn't line up. Needless to say, I never got any callbacks either. So make sure you got a professional email. I don't care if you have to go and create a new one. You can go to Gmail. That's a trusted platform I always use. Go to Gmail, create your new email that's professional. Preferably, first name, last name at gmail.com, first name dot last name at gmail.com, you know, something along those lines. So you want to make sure you got your first name, last name. So believe me, some people do forget to put that and make sure you got a professional email. So email is what I find to be the main way that employers contact you back a lot of times. So especially if it's somewhere where you applied online or you didn't apply like on the job site, you applied on another site. A lot of times you may hear back via email. So make sure you got that professional email. And the last piece of contact information, this is fairly new. Back when I was applying, we I, we didn't really have to include this, but I always got to say, put your LinkedIn profile on there. So LinkedIn, social media platform, but it's pretty much going to be your online resume also. So make sure you include those pieces of information. Believe it or not, a lot of employers will check your LinkedIn profile to kind of see what kind of person you are. So a good thing about LinkedIn, sometimes depending on the package you have, you can see who don't view your profile. But just in case you can't see it, make sure you're not doing nothing crazy on there. You're not talking junk about anyone or anything like that. So make sure everything is on the up and up and everything is professional. The next piece of information that you need to include on your resume it's going to be some sort of summary or some sort of objective or a little saying about yourself. So usually this is going to be at the beginning of your resume. So this is where you're going to list any kind of career goals you have, any kind of ambitions. This is where you kind of go into that short, maybe one paragraph. doesn't have to be nothing long, but this is where you're kind of highlighting yourself and you're giving them a glimpse into your personality to let them know what type of person you are. So you can go to whatever you're trying to become. If you're applying for a network technician role, 
this is where you're going to put in there that a aspiring network technician, aspiring, I wish to be a network engineer in a couple of years, things like that. You want to, this is give you, giving the employer a little bit of glimpse into you. The next thing you need to make sure you have on your resume is your professional experience. So this is where you're going to list any kind of current, your current job, as well as some previous jobs. A good rule of thumb, most of the time, I don't go back no more than about five years or so. And that, that depends on how if you job hopped a lot, you may have a couple of jobs to put there. A lot of times I try to put only the jobs that's pertaining to the industry I'm going to. So for me, a lot of my jobs have been IT. So usually I list all of my IT jobs because I only had like three or four of them. So I'm able to fit all of that in my professional experience. You know, you're going to list those jobs, list what you kind of done on the job, some things that you had to do, some responsibilities you had on the job. Also, you want to make sure you put the dates and the and the date and everything that you held that job. So if you're no longer at that job, you want to make sure you put the date you started, the day you the date you ended that job. And then usually you want to start at the top and have your most current job or your present job. And then you go through and list the previous jobs you may have had. A lot of times, if you're a beginner or if you're new and you're trying to break into the IT industry, you may not have had any jobs. So but what you may have had is some customer service jobs. So the IT industry, like I said, this customer service is heavily involved in that also. So just think about it. A lot of times your first role may be a help desk analyst or your first role may be in a call center environment. A lot of that deals with customer service. Of course, you need to know how to fix issues that come about. But at the same time, you're going to have to display some good customer service. So even though you may think that, oh, I never had an IT job. So even if you didn't, I would still put the last two or three jobs that you've held. But also just think about those customer service roles. So that's something that you can highlight on your resume that, oh, you have good customer service because that's going to help out as well. So. All of this is fair game for going to your professional work experience section. So the next piece of information you need to make sure you have on your resume, that's going to be your education. So this is where you're going to list any education that you've had in the past. So if you went to school or you're currently in school, you want to list that. You want to, If you're graduated from a school for, let's say you got a two-year degree or let's say you went on and got your bachelor's, this is where you want to put all of that information at. So you're going to put the name of the school. Uh, wherever the school is located, the dates or the years that you attended and the year you finished. If you graduated with a degree, you're going to put down what type of de degree you left with. And then also, even if you didn't go on to college and you just got a high school diploma or maybe you don't have a high school diploma at all. And but that's still possible to get into the IT industry. So this is where you're going to put any kind of relevant education that you use to help you try to get in IT. So if you've been taking IT courses, I will list that down here also. Any kind of relevant IT courses you've been taking, let's say you're trying to get in networking, you may not have a degree, but you've been taking these courses. And usually with some courses, they'll give you some sort of certificate to show that you did complete the course. That way you can put in there that I can, the name of the course you did and put down a certificate. You know, that way they will see that, oh, this person, they may not have a degree, but I see here they've been doing a ton of IT education courses. So that way, at least you'll have something to show for the education section. If you're finding value in this episode and you're listening via YouTube or your favorite podcasting app, please leave me a review or a comment. If you have a friend who needs to hear this, 
please share this episode with them. So the next section you want to make sure you have on your resume is going to be your technical skills and certifications. So this is where you're going to list out any certifications that you currently hold. A lot of times the certifications come with a kind of like a serial number, ID number where the employer can go and verify that ID number to make sure that you actually have that certification. If you don't list it, some of them may get back to you and ask you to ask you for that ID number. That way they can validate that you actually have that certification. So this is where you're going to list those technical skills, certifications. Let's say you don't have a certification, you're pursuing one. This is where you can list that I'm currently pursuing CCNA certification, currently pursuing Security Plus certification. And then also, this is the part where you can still put any kind of training you may have attended, any kind of programs, you know, just like your education section, but main, mainly this is going to be those ones that's just geared around your technical skills. And then also, let's say that you don't have anything right now, but let's say you went to school or maybe you've done some projects on your own. So this is where you can list those projects. It may be something where you might have built a network at a home, your home network. You may have went on the, the deep end and overextended your network and just made it as complicated as you want to, you know, but anything there, this is where you're going to list it at. Let's say you may not have built the network, but let's say that you're in the coding, you got some projects or you got some applications that you created. This is where it's going to be pretty much on your portfolio or you have a link to your portfolio where you can see or your employer can see everything that you've done with code. And so any kind of personal things that you've done, any kind of lab environments that you've built, anything technical that you've done on your own, or let's say that you was the person that was fixing PCs for the community. This is where you're going to list that at. You know, you're, you're fixing PCs for people. Let's say you're removing viruses or let's say you're rebuilding PCs. Let's say you um, have been doing your own technical support where some people call you and you may have been helping out different businesses in your area where you help them out with their computer issues. This is where you want to list all of that at. So the last thing I'm going to mention is just some tips that I go by when I'm preparing my resume, when I'm getting ready to send out my resume or when I'm applying for jobs. It's just a couple of tips that I like to go by. So the first thing is your format. So you want to make sure that you have your format and on point. You don't want your resume to look all garbled up. A lot of times you want to save it as a maybe a PDF. That way that format won't change no matter where you submit it. Sometimes with Word, if depending on the application you submit it to, let's say Indeed or something, sometimes you'll notice where your resume may be perfectly formatted, but then when you submit it, it looks all garbled up. So usually I prefer to save mine in a PDF format. And then also one thing I like to do is if possible, I like to make sure my resume is only one page. I, you know, I don't never, I don't see the value in having three, four pages. Um, I don't think a lot of employers see the value in that. A lot of time I try to make it fit on one page. Now, worst case scenario, maybe two, if let's say if you're a veteran in the IT industry, you don't had a lot of jobs that just pertains around IT. It may be some value adding those jobs that way they know that you don't have a lot of IT jobs and you have a lot of experience. But if you're someone that you ain't had a lot of IT jobs, maybe this is your first go around. You're trying to break into the industry. I always recommend put your resume on one page. You know, nobody likes to read an encyclopedia. So make sure you have that one page, make sure it has good formatting and you save it as a PDF file. The next thing I'm going to say is you want to tailor 
your resume to each job that you're applying for. So if I'm applying to a networking job, I'm going to tailor my resume towards that networking job. So I don't mean going there and lie about the jobs that you had, but you want to make sure you use a lot of networking keywords. So, you know, you can look in Google at keywords to use on a resume, or a lot of us know that any kind of keywords for networking, one of the main ones going to be CCNA. So Cisco, CCNA, things like that. You want to make sure you have a couple of keywords on your resume because word on the street is, I'm not sure how, how, how legit this is, but word on the street is most of the time when you submit your resume, it's usually not a human that's taking the first look at that thing. A lot of times it's going to be computers. So the computers usually word on the street is don't hold me to it, but word the computers usually is going to pick out resumes based on some of those keywords. After that, then a human eye may take a look at those resumes. So this is why usually, like I said, most people tell you tailor your resume to whatever job you're applying for. Now don't go off on the deep end, just start making up lies, but you do want to kind of, switch up your resume a little bit for every job you're applying for. And then another thing is, is usually you want to have a couple of different resumes. So you may have a resume you created yourself. You can start throwing that out there. 16. If you know, you get any callbacks or you get any interviews, let's say that's not working. So you got the resume you made yourself. You ain't got no kind of callbacks. A lot of times that's when you may want to reach out and get the services of, someone called a resume writer. So you want to make sure this resume writer is legit. You know, you usually, uh, some of them is, it will have a cost. Some is high, some is low. Uh, I would say I wouldn't pay a whole lot for it, but you do want to have someone that that's pretty much what they do is rewrite resumes. Now this resume writer, it's not their job to create your resume. In most cases, a lot of times what you would do is send them the resume you created. They're going to put that thing in a good format and also they're going to, they may word it better. So you may, if you're like me, I type out or I write the way I talk. So I have all kind of mispunctuations and all that. So your resume writer, they're going to be the ones to get that thing in tip top shape. So usually with a resume writer, you should start seeing some sort of results. Um, I've used one before and I had some pretty good results. So even though I didn't apply to a lot of places, but First place I applied to, I got it. So I say that's pretty much good results. So like I say, reach out to a resume writer. If your resume is not getting any hits, that way they may be able to help you out. Now, I wouldn't go pay an arm and a leg for it. Uh, that's just my opinion. But you, you, you're able to find some good resume writers out here at a reasonable price. So that brings me to the end of this episode. Hopefully you found some value in this episode. Hopefully you can take some pointers from this episode and you can include it in your resume. Or maybe you may be the one that got that five page resume and you can kind of slim it down to maybe one page and see, see what happens. You know, you may start getting some callbacks, but hopefully you was able to pull some sort of value out of this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you can follow me at debt free and it. If you have any questions, you can email me at debt free and it at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website, www.debtfreeanditwithmike.com and leave me a message. Other than that, I'll see you next week. Peace.